Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Well, the big news around here yesterday was that Xavier head coach Sean Miller avoided any suspension as a result of the IARP ruling from the investigation into his time at Arizona. Matt Norlander did point out that Miller in Arizona will be forced to vacate wins because of retroactively ineligible player Raleigh Alkins. Sounds like that number is 50 wins that will come off of Miller's resume, but again, outside of that, no other notable punishments. If you have followed the IARP rulings, then you know that a lack of suspension for Miller isn't all that surprising, given their discipline for Louisville and Memphis was also just really a slap on the wrist. The flip side, though, is that you could essentially argue time served for Louisville and Sean Miller. Louisville's program is at an all-time low trying to dig itself out from under all the scandal, and Sean Miller's reputation was damaged badly enough that it essentially led to him getting fired from Arizona. Here's one line I found interesting from the ruling. Quote, the independent resolution panel was intentional in not prescribing penalties that would have a negative impact on current student-athletes, end quote. For so long, we've seen these programs get punished years after the violations have occurred, and as a result, players that might have been in eighth grade or early in their high school years that had nothing to do with those violations were punished. Hopefully, that logic is applied to future cases. The IARP was a committee created just for these handful of cases that are being adjudicated right now. You had Louisville, Memphis, Xavier, then Kansas and LSU coming up that we'll hear about next year. Once all of these cases have been decided, that committee will cease to exist. As you could probably tell, I could spend a long time on this topic, but this podcast isn't meant to drag on for a while. In this case, what I'll do is direct you to my Twitter account, just at Paul Fritchner, where I quote tweeted a thread yesterday that clearly laid out all the details of this case and why it's apparent that Miller got off without any significant penalty. I also have an interview coming up in just a minute to flesh it out even more. Let's get into last night's action. I was at Fifth Third Arena where I watched Cincinnati beat Miami 103-76 in what was the highest scoring game for the Bearcats under Wes Miller. David DeJulius led UC with 22 points, Landers Nolly added 20, and Victor Locken had another efficient game, missing just one shot and wrote to scoring 14 points. We knew Miami's defense was bad, but seeing it in person really illustrated how far the Red Hawks have to go on the defensive end. Miami is now the 355th ranked defensive team in the country. That is eighth worst. This allowed Cincinnati to play with a nice flow, find open shooters, and drive easily to the basket. The Bearcats shot 63% from the field overall and tallied 23 assists. It was a clean game offensively for Cincinnati in their first game since the Crosstown shootout. In his postgame press conference, Wes Miller emphasized how important it was to respond well after last Saturday's loss in the shootout, and a 27-point win is a good way to do that. Also, if you didn't see the jerseys you see wore last night, go check out some pictures. That white with the script, the cats, written across the chest was a slick look. Northern Kentucky won a fun game at Truist Arena, 64-61 over Eastern Kentucky. This one went back and forth with NKU leading at the half by four, but EKU keeping it close down to the wire. 
Marquez Warwick, Sam Vincent, and Trayvon Faulkner combined to go one for 21 from the field, and NKU somehow won because of Xavier Rose and freshman Alon Sumler. Sumler hadn't made a shot yet this season, but knocked down four threes and finished second on the team in scoring with those 12 points. He's shown some toughness on the court and has earned his playing time from the coaching staff, trusting him to go out there in a big spot. Wright State lost to Akron 66-64. That's the Raiders' fourth loss in a row and fifth loss in their last six games. Stop the presses, everyone. It happened. It actually happened. The Louisville Cardinals, at long last, have won a basketball game. They were seven-and-a-half-point home underdogs against Western Kentucky last night, but easily handled the Hilltoppers 94-83 to at the Yum Center. Western Kentucky kind of hung around for a little bit in the second half, but the Cardinals maintained their 11-point halftime lead. L. Ellis led Louisville with 30 points and 10 assists, and he was one of five double-figure scorers. Time to turn now to my conversation with Aaron Torres. Aaron is on Fox Sports Radio and hosts the Aaron Torres podcast. He's followed the Sean Miller case closely for years, so I brought him on to explain it to all of you. Aaron Torres, thanks for joining the show today. Let's get right into it with Sean Miller, who today found out that he would not be suspended by the IARP, the NCAA, their investigation for the last five years, essentially, into what has gone on with Sean Miller at Arizona, IARP determining that there would be no punishment for Sean Miller as far as a suspension is concerned. You've been covering this story since the very beginning, and it seems that you are on the right side of history with this. So I wanted to bring you on to talk about it and for people that might not know all the details. So I'll let you guide us through this one, where you've been following this case, how you've seen it play out, and what you feel like after today's decision. Well, you know, first of all, thank you, Paul, for, for having me. I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, long story short, listen, you know, I'll, I'll be blunt and I'll try to be quick because I know we try to keep things brief here. But, you know, listen, there were a lot that if you can take yourself back to 2017, 2018, every single day there was a new story, a new report, a new allegation, a new this, a new that. Um, and so I, I'm guilty as anybody of, of making certain leaps, assumptions and bounds. But the thing that kind of stuck to Sean Miller publicly was an ESPN report that Sean Miller was caught on wiretap talking to Christian Dawkins. These are names from ancient history that nobody even remembers um, that Sean Miller was told Christian Dawkins that he was personally paying DeAndre Ayton. Okay. And so long story short, it's not to say that nothing happened in Arizona because we know stuff did, but with Sean specifically, that report was not only refuted, that report was not only whatever. Christian Dawkins was asked directly under oath in a court of law in New York if he ever had such a conversation with Sean Miller. He said no. And so for people who don't know my work, I've defended Sean for a long time simply based on the facts. Is I felt like him, Arizona, and unfortunately DeAndre Ayton were being, you know, basically – most people's opinions of who Sean Miller was and who DeAndre Ayton was and what Arizona basketball was, was because of a, a, a report that was proven to be a thousand percent factually incorrect. And that's why to a large degree, I, I've not only covered the story, but I've defended Sean in Arizona really over the last five years. How important do you feel like this ruling is Aaron, when you, when you look at this in the grand scheme of the facts and how it relates to how this case was adjudicated how how important do you feel like this decision is that they got it right? 
Well, I'm just happy for, for Sean and for Arizona that they got it right. You know, uh, I am a little disappointed. You know, Book Richardson, a 10-year show cause feels like a lot. I mean, he actually served prison time over essentially, you know, pay for play. I, I hate to see that if he ever wanted to get back into college basketball, that's essentially out of the question. But, you know, I'm happy for Arizona. Listen, Sean lost his job, point blank, end of story. And they did, people forget they uh, took an NCAA tournament self-imposed ban uh, in a year where they were good enough to make the tournament. So I'm happy they can move on. I'm happy Sean Miller can move on. Now, from a public perception standpoint, I hate to say it. I know I'm talking to a largely Xavier audience. I hate to say it. I, I think the people that had a preconceived notion of Sean Miller probably aren't taking the time to learn the facts, to listen to a podcast like this, to maybe listen to somebody like myself talk about it. So, you know, I don't know if you polled the average college basketball fan and asked them what they they thought of Sean Miller, um, you know, that, that, you know, I don't know what the answer would be, but to the people that matter, Sean Miller's record as best I can tell is clean. Um, and this cloud that's been hang hanging over him personally is removed. And I think for Arizona too, I know it doesn't matter to a Xavier fan, but for Arizona fans, they can move on. They have a team maybe good enough to win it all this year, and they don't have to worry about what could be potentially coming down the road. When you look at the IARP, Aaron, and you look at how they've handled now Xavier, Louisville, Memphis, and these cases where it's essentially been a slap on the wrist, could you see the writing on the wall coming from this where we had seen those cases already decided and now Xavier, uh, at yesterday as you listen to this, today as you and I talk, could you kind of see this coming? So, you know, you never want to assume, you know, especially in a social media world, you know, Arizona fans would have never forgiven me if I got it wrong. But, you know, you you look at specifically the Memphis case, right? Because Louisville, they did fire Rick Pitino. They, they were proactive. Memphis, if you remember, and we don't have to get into the details of that case, Penny Hardaway has not served a moment suspension. And apparently that's fine by the IARP. And also Memphis did not take any NCAA tournament ban since all this stuff came out. So when Memphis got the ruling that they got, which was essentially the same thing that Arizona got $5,000 fine, a little bit of a scholarship reduction, but no coaches suspension, no NCAA tournament ban. I felt like it was probably a pretty good sign for Arizona for the reasons that I said, Sean Miller was fired. He lost his job over this. Yes, it took a couple of years, but he did. Arizona self-imposed an NCAA tournament ban. Those are two things that Memphis never did. And so because of it, I felt that we would get something like this today. Could I have seen a scenario for a short suspension for Sean Miller? Maybe. But again, you go back to the ruling specifically at Memphis. I really personally didn't see it. But like I said, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself because I, I didn't want Arizona fans coming after me if I got that one wrong. Fans can find you on Fox Sports Radio, also the host of the Aaron Torres podcast. Aaron, you have had Sean Miller on your show. Can you walk people through what he has told you before? Yeah, you know, I, I think Sean respected the way that I covered the case throughout the years. You know, I, I stuck to the facts, uh, as you said, you know, and I didn't do anything amazing. I'm not a whatever. Um, but, you know, he gave me an interview last year when he was sitting out and we talked about all this stuff. We, you know, he, he admitted to some mistakes. He admitted to things that he wanted fixed, uh, you know, you know, things that he wished he could have done different, excuse me. And then what I, the point I was trying to get to was the things that he would fix if he could do it over. And so it was a very in-depth interview. You know, I think Arizona fans really loved it in that moment. The thing that I can tell Xavier fans about Sean Miller, Sean Miller is still largely beloved in Arizona. The Arizona fans thought he got a raw deal. And I heard from so many Arizona fans after that interview 
They were so happy that he was doing well at the time. And the overwhelming sentiment that I got from Arizona fans were, I hope he gets another chance. And so, you know, I, I think the Xavier program is in great hands. It goes without saying Arizona has found itself a superstar in Tommy Lloyd and Sean credited Tommy Lloyd for the success they were having last year. But yes, I did talk to coach Miller uh, late last season before he got the Xavier job and he was very forthcoming. You know, the interview is readily available on YouTube. If you search Sean Miller, Aaron Torres, uh, you know, it's in my podcast archive. If you search the Aaron Torres podcast, I think it was maybe late February of 2022 that we did it. But, um, you know, I think he's gracious for how Arizona fans treated him. And I know he's gracious for the opportunity that Xavier gave him. And I'm sure he's gracious also for the IARP for allowing him to move on uh, as we speak today, Paul. Yeah, for everybody listening to this, Aaron, I remember listening to that interview, and it really is worth your while. So for anybody listening to this right now, if you want to go back and check that out, like you said, it's still available to go back and listen One to. One thing, yeah. really quick, Sean is a Steelers fan. He said a lot of nice things about the Steelers. <laughs> so if we got any Bengals fans listening, just be warned, okay? Had a few Steelers comments thrown in there. Uh, but I think I think the Bengals are doing just fine. I don't think they have to look too much uh, uh, in their uh, you know over their back for the Steelers right now. So I just want to warn people. That's all. I know how those <laughs> AFC North rivalries get. So it is it is good to probably put a warning label on the on yes. the black and gold, right? Um, now, Aaron, I can't let you get out of here. You're a UConn guy. Big East Conference play is starting up this week. Let's get your thoughts. I'm going to have you back on before Xavier plays UConn on New Year's Eve. You said yourself you might be at that game. Uh, let's get like. 45 seconds here on who should be the number one team in the nation, the UConn Huskies. Well, it's nice coming to, you know, a, a big East, uh, you know, uh, uh, stomping grounds here. So I can say that without getting the, the shrapnel from Purdue fans and Virginia fans and whatever. No, listen, I mean, you know, it speaks for itself. I'm not saying that, you know, a Xavier, a Creighton can't maybe bounce back at some point Villanova figure things out with Cam Whitmore. It's not to say that anything is guaranteed going forward. But right now, 11 wins, 11 by double figures as they get set for their Big East opener. That Alabama team that they beat by 12, 13 points is rolling. They're now number four in the country. So Dan Hurley's put together a heck of a team. They have a heck of a resume so far. I'll say this. I know the Big East wasn't great in out-of-conference play. I still believe in a lot of those teams and a lot of those programs that are struggling right now. So I'm excited about my Huskies, but I'm realistic that in this league, with some of those road venues that you got to walk into, this thing can flip really quick. Aaron, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on and talking through. I know there's a lot of legal jargon here with Sean Miller, and there's much more that people can read about online, listen to, and, and everything like that. But in a digestible, quick way, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time today. Well, those are your words, not mine. I hope I was digestible, <laughs> and I hope I was quick. I tend to go long on all these. But thank you, Paul. I look forward to joining you again uh, to talk Huskies, Musketeers, and whatever else you need. All right. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thanks so much. I put the link to that interview Aaron was talking about that he did with Sean Miller earlier this year in the description of this podcast if you want to listen. Or if that link doesn't work for whatever reason on your device, just go to YouTube and search Aaron Torres, Sean Miller. Quiet night nationally. There was a game in College Park, Maryland between two ranked teams, but it was never close. It was a dud. Number 16 UCLA cruised to an 87-60 win over number 20 Maryland. And even that is closer of a score than the game really was the whole time. Number 19, Auburn beat Georgia State by 8, and number 17, Mississippi State beat Jackson State by 10 to remain undefeated. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. No games around the area tonight. However, even without games, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show because it features John Fanta on the program. 
With Big East Conference play kicking into high gear on Friday night, I asked John to give me around one minute on every Big East team to get you ready for conference play. Have a great Thursday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.